Welcome to We're Watching What. I'm your host, Dana, or the DHK as I'm known. And this week for our movie reviews, we're going to take a look at three different films that you can either see from the comfort of your home or that will be out very shortly on video on demand. Some of them are in local theaters, but please don't go to a theater. Please just wait for them to come to your home where it is safe. So without further ado, here's We're Watching What. Starting off this week with Antebellum, which, look, I'm not the intended audience for this. I don't like horror movies, which is what this is billed as. I don't like mystery and thrillers, generally speaking. Well, actually, no, that's a lie. I like mystery and thriller movies, but I don't like the horror aspect of it. And they very heavily in the marketing for this film leaned into it. And normally I really just wouldn't have watched this film, but I really wanted to support Janelle Monae because I think she is wonderful. This movie definitely suffers from a mismarketing scenario because, you know, when you bill something as from the creator, or the producers or whoever of Get Out and us and whatever there are serious expectations but I not to discredit anybody else involved in those projects but I do think a lot of those depend on the strength of Jordan Peele and Jordan Peele is not involved in this so it's really tough to talk about without going into spoilers because the movie makes absolutely no sense and then when it does try and make sense of itself it's not until way too late into the film that by that point I was just like I give up on this in fact I almost give them credit because at the exact point I was like, what the hell is this movie going to be about? Then it finally kind of like switched and was like, okay, we're actually going to introduce a whole new element that really it wasn't set up for. And there are ways to do that in a clever way. And then there was this and it just, it was not successful for me. I, you know, the tonal shifts were just really tough and I get the bind that they were in, in cutting all the marketing materials, right? Because like the this whole thing is relying on some twists, some turns, some whatever. And so you don't want to give those away, but at the same time, you're really setting people up for mismanaged expectations. I think without getting into too much of the nitty gritty, it's a it's a film starring several strong black women. And there are two, two aspects of that, right? There's the, the race part of it, and then there's the gender part of it. And this is a film written and directed by a white man and a black man. So there's co-directors and co-writers. And there are points where the dialogue and the setting and everything like that are almost empowering which I think was the intention and then there's just something a little bit off kilter and it's not intentional right like that could be an intentional thing because it is a horror movie that you know they were trying to lean into but I was like no there's an just a lack of understanding here and I think that the writers and directors were thinking like okay this is what it should be and like we're look at us we're doing such a good job writing these strong female and black female parts and it becomes a stereotype and not in an effective or useful way. I think the adjective I would use to describe this film most is clumsy. It's a very clumsy film. I think the premise maybe could have been interesting, but the way that they execute on it, it's just clumsy. It's not well performed. And then there's a lot of scenery chewing. Like Jenna Malone, who I do think is a really strong actress, like I will always remember her from the film Saved, is just chewing the scenery. Like chewing it. Janelle Monet does she's fine she's doing a fine job I think she is a good actress and I you know I think this was disappointing I, her role in Harriet I think was a much better showcase of her acting talents actually I mean her role in Moonlight to me is you know just spectacular you've also got like Gabrielle Sidibe who is a really just strong actress that I, yeah this movie is just a failure for me and I think the other thing is horror fans are not gonna like it even though it's being marketed to them right so it's falling into this in-between where it's like okay well it's not actually 
it's a, it's a horrors of humanity film, I guess, and in that sense, it's successful. But I've seen better films that deal with like Antebellum South and the horrors of slavery and etc. And then I've seen better films that deal with being a black woman and being a woman and just being a person of color. I've just seen better all around. The fact that this ranges between mediocre and bad on those topics. I want to support diverse art, but it has to be good, right? We have to hold things to the same standards and this is not good. So unfortunately, I'm only going to give Antebellum 1.7 out of 5. The next thing I watched this week is Kajillionaire and it is from Miranda July, who is someone I generally associate with like a very female forward perspective, point of view, etc. And I do think this movie falls into that, but it's a little tough when I think one of the more compelling characters in the movie is actually a guy. It's these two con artists played by Richard Jenkins and Deborah Winger and I just think Richard Jenkins is so watchable and he was just so fascinating to me in this film. But they have a daughter who's named Old Dolio played by Evan Rachel Wood who I don't always love but I thought she did a good job in this. And they are constantly running cons, but they're like tiny cons, right? They're little scams, they're little whatever, nothing extraordinary. They're just very character-y characters, right? Then they meet another character played by uh, Gina Rodriguez, who comes into their lives and kind of shakes things up for their dynamic. I think it's a highly flawed film. You know, it's a very character study film, which is not for everyone. Uh, you know, it's definitely not aimed at like a wider audience. But it, considering I don't I don't love Miranda July's work necessarily, this is probably one of the pieces I enjoyed the most. Considering that I don't love Evan Rachel Wood and I don't necessarily love Miranda July, I found myself intrigued by this movie. Like I found it very watchable. It borders on caricatures often, but I think... All the actors, I mean, I think Gina Rodriguez is the weakest link actually here, but I do think all the other actors give these really strong performances that had me watching it. So if you are interested in that kind of character study type of thing and and just are willing to accept that it's an art film, I think Kajillionaire is actually worth a watch. I'm going to give it 3.8 out of 5. And then the last thing this week is The Way I See It, which is Pete Souza's documentary. And Pete Souza was the White House photographer for the duration of the Obama administration. He was also Reagan's White House photographer, which they don't go too much into. And look, I the, from the second this movie started rolling, I was like, I'm going to cry a lot during this. And did I ever. The thing that I think was the most challenging about this is that this is technically speaking Pete Souza's story, right? But it focuses so much on President Obama that it kind of gets lost in the middle. Like, I think it was about 40 or 50 minutes in and... You know, I was like, oh, are we just going to go over Obama's whole career? Which is fine. I, my heart was so heavy when this thing started because I was just like, oh my God, just seeing what a real human being in the White House looks like, right? Like not just a human being, but a compassionate, caring, charming, brilliant human being. And getting to see him just, especially in comparison to what we are dealing with now, just, you know, made me cry a bunch, right? It was just like the memory of human kindness made me cry. I felt like I'm getting a little worked up thinking about it. But I think the other challenge is, like, this is the story, this is a white man's story, and he's talking about the impact that a black president and a black man had, and there aren't a lot of voices of color in this film, but it's also like, okay, well, it's supposed to be Pete Souza's story, right? And so it's like, oh, it's this weird balance that I don't think the film quite strikes, and I feel like, even though there's a different director, Don Porter is the director of this, I feel like Pete might have had a little too much to do with parts of it, and so there's not as much objectivity. And so if it's going to be just his view of President Obama's tenure in office, then then we should focus on what Pete was doing during those times, right? But he just talks so much about Obama that it feels like it's supposed to be Obama's story, but there's no participation from Obama or there's no participation from people who are more directly impacted by it, right? So I think it gets a little muddied and that's challenging. But that aside, please, for the love of God, vote. 
Like, if this should make you, this should remind you, and the timing of it is very tactful, and I, I very much respect it. I think it's coming out at the right time. Please watch this movie. Please register to vote. You know, v- vote, reg- you know, be, a, be a poll worker, donate money if you can, just do everything. But this movie just was like such a reminder of just the parts I'm bawling and seeing Obama dealing with tragedies and de- the good times as well, right? Like, it's just, it's a trip down memory lane through the lens of somebody who certainly got to get up close, <laughs> get at the lens, uh, somebody got, who got to get super up close and personal it's a reminder of humanity it's a reminder of like what we can hope to achieve again and we need hope right now the audacity of hope again lots of little plugs right here but I do think it is, uh, in terms of storytelling, it is a little bizarre that this is being told through the perspective of a middle-aged white guy, you know. And again, it's a middle-aged white guy who had access, right? So you can't argue with that. And his photos are just so compelling. And I do think there's a conversation about transparency. And then my favorite thing about what Pete Souza does is like he, you know, he basically trolls the current administration by posting just charming photos and and they're perfect examples of like here's what a president should be doing and then that's like that's it that's the troll right it's like okay well the fact that we're trolling by just being like here's a good human being that's it's a low bar right so still think you know if you are a a barack obama fan which i hope you are this is going to be a you know painful but beautiful reminder of what it was like i do really think it's worth a watch just for the reminder of what things can be because i think we again we all need hope right now so i'm gonna give it 3.7 out of 5 